there, and welcome back to another episode of Creating Change. My name is Jillian Walsh. I'm a registered dietitian as well as a registered psychotherapist qualifying here in Canada. And today we're here to talk about the difference between an eating disorder and disordered eating. So the tricky thing is when it comes to a diagnosis of an eating disorder, this is something that needs to be provided by a trained medical professional. This can be a family physician, it could be a pediatrician, it can also be a psychologist. And sometimes it can be tricky to get these formal diagnoses. Again, when we're talking about a formal diagnosis, it is something as determined by the DSM-5 criteria, which means that there is different tick boxes that need to be followed through on to in order to come to the conclusion of a certain diagnosis. And as we know, every individual is going to be different and sometimes they may not tick all of those boxes. That's absolutely okay. That doesn't mean that their eating disorder is not valid. Oftentimes what it means is that it may fall into a different diagnostic criteria. So for example, we have anorexia nervosa, we have bulimia nervosa, we have binge eating disorder. But did you know that there's also a fourth eating disorder diagnosis called OSFED? also known as other specified feeding and eating disorders. This can be the catch-all for those folks that live with many diagnostic criteria of the other eating disorders, but simply don't tick all the boxes. Similarly, disordered eating can also be that umbrella diagnosis that is not necessarily a formal diagnosis, but really helps folks get the help that they need. So when we talk about the difference, what we really want it to come down to and what I wanna make it very clear today is that it's simply the difference between diagnostic criteria and for folks that have a formal diagnosis of anorexia, bulimia, or binge eating disorder, that means that they, they basically ticked all the boxes based on the DSM-5 criteria. In the absence of that, it does not mean that the eating disorder is not valid. It simply means that A, you either, or the person either did not present to a trained medical professional in order to obtain a formal diagnosis, or B, that person did not tick every single box in the diagnostic criteria, but most likely ticked many. So for today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about disordered eating, what that might look like so that you folks understand the red flags of disordered eating and this can help you feel validated in what you're experiencing or what you're seeing your loved one experiencing and prompt you to get further help. So for example, disordered eating may be distorted body image or poor self-esteem. It can also look like a self-worth that is tied to body, shape, weight, or overall appearance. It can be the presence of food rules or even skipping meals. This is starting to sound a lot like dieting, and you're absolutely right. Dieting can be a form of disordered eating. This is all criteria that absolutely builds up the risk factors for the eventual diagnosis of an eating disorder, because we know that many folks that have eating disorders start it with dieting. And of course, dieting is going to look different for most people, for most individuals, but we also know that it can very quickly snowball into something quite extreme, which absolutely can lead to an eating disorder diagnosis. So how does that sound? Is that clear, the difference between an eating disorder and disordered eating? Like I said, oftentimes it can come down to the healthcare professional that you sit in front of and how accurately, how honestly you can share what your experience is. 
Sometimes it can also be how that individual presents in terms of the diagnostic criteria. Because if all the boxes are not ticked, oftentimes the diagnosis of anorexia, bulimia, or binge eating disorder will not be provided. So disordered eating, of course, can happen on a spectrum. What that means is that we can see disordered eating symptoms or behaviors pop up sporadically. So it might be dieting for a certain event. It might be skipping meals for a couple of weeks because there is um, you know, some sort of social expectation for a body shape, weight, and appearance to be portrayed in that event. Other times it can really be how that person is feeling. If their self-esteem has taken a hit, for example, if there's been recent bullying, if there's been a relational relationship breakdown, that can also impact self-esteem, self-worth, and come out or surface as a poor body image, which of course can impact our eating behaviors. Now, I want it to be clear what the opposite of disordered eating is. And so what we would consider the opposite of disordered eating is regular eating or otherwise known as normal eating or normalized eating. There's lots of words in the eating disorder community for this, but for today, we'll talk about it as regular eating. What this looks like is eating, you know, within an hour or two of waking. It also looks like eating every two to four hours throughout the day. It's the absence of food rules. It's the absence of eating between a certain time, in a certain place, in front of certain people. So oftentimes regular eating is actually the absence of disordered eating, which means that we have to see regular meals and snack times, no food rules, and a general peace around food. Meal times would not be chaotic if we're engaging in regular eating. And to be honest, a lot of our brain space is not preoccupied with food, with body shape, with appearance. And it's about having that brain space to use for other activities outside of eating. It tends to look like time to engage in mindful or joyful movement. It's time to engage or take part in hobbies, in interests, in social gatherings. Regular eating is really the absence of stress around food. And it's something that many people can achieve. Some folks in eating disorder recovery, that is the goal that they strive for. They strive for regular eating upon recovering from their eating disorder. For other folks that have never experienced an eating disorder, they may already be regular eaters and they just didn't know that there was a name for it. So I hope that helps kind of highlight the difference between an eating disorder, disordered eating, and then regular eating. If you folks are looking for some more information, you can head to our resources page on our website. There's lots of posts there around what disordered eating is, what regular eating is and there's lots of tips and tricks when it comes to overcoming disordered eating so you can head on over there the link is in the description below and don't forget we always do free webinars for folks that are looking for extra information as well you can learn all about that in the description below as well at the end there's going to be an option to subscribe to our channel you can also hit the bell to get notifications of when our weekly videos are posted. So please do that. It helps me feel that there's somebody out there that I am talking to somebody on the other end of the camera and it absolutely keeps my energy up to keep producing these videos weekly. All right, folks, thank you so much for being here and I'll see you again next week. Bye for now. Mm -hmm.